What's poppin' people? Welcome back to Say Less with Kaz and Low Key. What up though? On Whistle Sports and Brother. My name is Kaz. Yeah. This is Low Key. How you doing? Matt on the cam. Right. Jeff back here. Okay. Miss Jasmine in the back taking flicks and getting telling bad takes off. Telling bad jokes and shit. <laughs> telling terrible jokes. <laughs> and we got a we got a guest today too. We got our first guest? We got our first guest. Well, your first guest. My first guest. Second guest, really. Yes. Second yeah. guest. Corey was but, first yes. and then Corey was first, and then, then you. you. Okay. We got Tisha Allen in the building. What's up, Tisha? Waving all the way. Hey. You in Cali right now? I'm in Cali right now. I'm in SoCal right now. Nice. Oh, shit. Well, welcome. Welcome to St. Louis. Welcome to the Lions Den yes. Yes. in New Jersey. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. We got so much to talk about. But mm -hmm. before we get into all of that, we saw I saw a bunch of your content. I mean, obviously, we've been quarantined up for the past, I don't know, like four, four yeah, five months. months. Yeah. February? Since February, March, yeah. right? Yeah. And I saw a bunch of your viral videos with with Truly doing the, the golf challenges and, and all this stuff. And like, it's super dope. And I'm not the biggest golf fan, but what I am a fan of is stuff that goes viral and stuff that I don't know, I know I can't do for a living. <laughs> so one thing I want to ask you, there's a video of you bouncing a bunch of golf balls in between Truly cans into a cup. Like, first off, how do you figure out that you can even do that type of stuff? Like, what what goes through your mind when you're like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna show off I'm gonna show off golf in a different space for people. I feel like a lot of people see golf and they're like, oh, it's slow and it's and it's and it's boring and it's a very old boys type of sport. But you make it like very you know now you make it very millennial for people. So how do you how do you come up with that sort of content when it comes to your well, Your firstly, Instagram. thank you for like, that's literally like the whole point of my page. Like I want people to come to my page and see that golf is cool. Golf can be young. Golf is happening now. It's growing. So that comment means a lot for sure. And when it comes to the trick, it's, it's honestly, I come up with it on the spot <laughs> most <laughs> of the time. Like I'll literally wake up and I'll just discuss it with like a couple friends or whatever. And I'll just be like, you know what? I think I could do this today. You know, what, what happens if I try and do this, this and this? And I never know if I can do it until I literally get it. Like, for the most part, if I can physically imagine myself do it in my mind, uh -huh. I, I can usually execute it. But if there are times when I'm like, dang, that, you know, that video I saw looks really cool. What if I play off of it and make it golfy like this? And I'm like, but shoot, I can't imagine myself doing this kick. I can't do this. And I'm like, okay, I can't come into the mindset thinking I'm not capable. So I, if I can think about it in my head, then I'm like, all right we could do this, but that specific trick, I didn't think that it was honestly as big of a deal as it turned out to be. Like, yeah. I just thought like, all right, we're gonna make it bounce nine times. She said it's light work, by the way. Yeah. She's like, she's like, oh, this, That's what I'm this is easy work. Like, you don't need to, <laughs> let me fall back, my bad. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't seem like that big to me at the time because it's not really taken a lot of physical ability right it's just like mm. it's just tries basically and when I, I actually got it in maybe three or four times but not every time it bounced in between or it didn't always bounce nine times right so when i got it i was like hmm, yeah okay well i'll throw it up i'll put it in the archives i'll throw it up later and then that one ended up doing way better than the original truly trick that i did so yeah, that was pretty cool. It worked. It just worked out. So what what drew you to golf in the beginning? Yeah, I, was about, I was about to ask you, like, what was your inspiration to be a golfer? Like, what was the drawing? What was the entry point? Was it family oriented, friends, like high school? Like, where was your love developed? It was definitely family. I I honestly don't know life 
without golf. So I started golf at three years old, so I can't even recall a memory without a club in my hand. And my dad was just a big sports guy. He was actually really um, in love with tennis at the time. And he just caught the golf bug. And like, I don't know if you ever heard anyone talk about catching the golf bug, but it just becomes like an addiction basically. Mm. And so he caught it when I was very young and he was a stay at home dad at the time. So he would always go to the range and he would just bring me with him. I had like a plastic set of clubs and I would just try and go at it here and there. And then eventually I actually started like hitting every time with him. And then he'd take me to the park sometimes and he'd have me hit from base to base on, on like a baseball field. Cause I, yeah. you know, I could only hit it like 20 yards or something like that, 30 <laughs> yards. It wasn't a big deal. Like if yeah. I miss a shot, I'm not going to hurt anybody. I was like tiny, I was really tiny. And then at seven, I started competing. He entered me into uh, the first tournament he could find. There really wasn't much girls playing, let alone at that age. I was really young. I was seven, and I ended up entering into a tournament. I think it was like a eight to ten division, and mm. like I'm small, so like these girls were way bigger than me, um, as is. And then from there, I just I just kept going. Like the moment I started competing, we just we just kept going with it. I came last in my first tournament and I was like, no, I can't feel But you still had the bug though. Like uh, it feels like, it feels like a game where like, even if like you're not like charting or or, like ranked like first or whatever, like it's something, it's one of the rare individual sports you can just play by yourself. You know what I mean? Like you can't like box by yourself. You can't like play tennis by yourself, but golf, all you need is the links, a field, some cups or wherever, and and you're good to go. So, um, yes, absolutely. So I, I would like to, I mean, I saw a couple of your videos and like, you've got a lot of fans, one of them being Phil Mickelson. And you know, that was really cool. Like, how was that like? I mean, I know he's, he's, he's one of the goats. Like that had to be a big step for you. Yeah, that was huge. So like, it's very different. Like, so I did play professionally. Mm-hmm. So I know what it's like, you know, to be out there. I didn't play professionally long, but I, you know, I created those friendships along the way. So being friends with the girls on tour, it, it seems very like, like they're my friends. I don't think of them like, oh my gosh, that's right. this person and this person, you know, but the men's tour, it's kind of a different, it's just a different stepping stool. Like the men's tour is still, you know, pretty much more in the spotlight at the moment. It's getting better. And as my following started growing, um, you know, a few PGA tour players would kind of, you know, take a liking to my videos. They'd see I'd be doing something different. I'm trying to bring in a different edge and like, like, to be honest, like, if you're playing professionally, it's really hard to mix both worlds. Like, right. you won't see a professional golfer really try and do trick shots because golf takes so much time. Mm. You know, like, you can practice for eight to nine hours a day. You're not getting tackled. You know, as long as you can sit <laughs> under the sun, you can train. Mm. You know, as long as you can hit golf balls, you're good. Um, so, anyways, uh, Bill Mickelson was one of the cool people that I've obviously met through golf. And he messaged me a few times just through Instagram and was like, yeah, you know, that was, that was really cool what you did there. I really like the approach that you bring to the game. I was like, thank you. You know, I don't even know if I'm actually talking to Phil. I just thought maybe I'm like, <laughs> I could just be talking to him. But the video was the proof because you never know. There's like social media managers, people just like in charge of it. Like you never really know it's the person that you think is behind the avatar. But then we saw the video and she was like, yo, your videos are really dope. You know what I mean? So that had to be like such a stamp of approval. Yeah, that was definitely like shell shock. You know, I'm trying to keep my cool in the moment. But <laughs> when he approached me in that video, it was in the middle of a major. You know, mm. players don't just go up to the side. Like if you're in the zone 
at a major, no one's gonna, they're not just gonna sign an autograph or come up to you and just like sideline to go out of their way. Yeah. He's playing on like the second day of the tournament, middle of the round. He wasn't playing that great. I had my camera out. I literally just kept it like right here around my chest. And I was like, well, if he recognizes me, then I know I was talking to him. If he doesn't, <laughs> it's all right. I get a cool video of Phil, you know, I'm just gonna wave, whatever. And he sees me and I'm like, oh my gosh, is he looking at me? And, and I have like a crowd, okay? A crowd yeah. behind me. And he just comes up to me, shakes my hand and says, you're crushing the internet. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and like, you could, if only you could hear the people behind me whispering like, oh my God, who is she? Who is she? How does she know him? And I'm like, yeah. I just turn around. I'm like, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> you still got to keep it cool though you still have to keep it cool i saw i saw the rest of it we're on a friend level now but yeah that was definitely one of the cool moments awesome let me um let me ask you a question because you know golf is not that sport to be you know internet friendly or didn't start out like that how is your approach you know becoming viral and being this you know online sensation have you gotten any pushback from like the ogs or even other players you know how, how they how do they receive your attention right now yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been a lot of like, you know, competitive players and girls that I've grown up with that were very like, you know, are you sure this is the right approach? Are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, yeah. I thought that you were just about, you know, making sure that your game would prove, you know, your worth and stuff like that. And like, don't get me wrong, like those comments definitely kind of like hit you back, especially like being a female golfer, right. you know, and, and like trying to use, you know, your looks to try and get out there. You know, you want to get like before social media became a thing in golf. I never put on makeup when I played. Mm, I just, right. all I cared about was like, I'm going to shoot low. I'm going to beat everybody. This is what I'm going to do. But then when it came to pro golf, I had to be able to market myself and also afford to play. I didn't have any sponsors at the gate. I didn't have my family to back me. So I, I wanted to use social media as a leverage. And it just so happened that right when I turned pro social media grew in golf. So when I started trying to push my social media, that's when I got pushed back. But now, flash forward a couple of years, people now come to me. A lot of girls now come to me and they're like, all right, what, what, what are you doing? Because I need help now. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm happy, I'm happy to give back because like, I, I get it. It's hard. I get it. It was a new thing. It was weird. Yeah. And it, it just didn't seem accepted at first. But, but now the, the reactions are so much more positive and they know that I'm trying to show talent in a different way. Like, you know, I'm not trying to look just cute out there. Like, that's why I like to do the tricks. That's why I like to do the dancing. That's why I like to show off my swing because like, I think that there's a lot of like talent behind it. And when people try it themselves, they'll realize it's really not that easy doing what I'm doing either. It's just mm. a different golf path that I'm taking. Now I'm going to take a magic wand and like wave wave it and give you like full creative control of the world of like the PGA Tour and LPGA and everything. How do we get more young people, more people on the internet, more folks where now we are just dying for sports content? Like I know the Tom Brady and, uh, and Peyton Manning, I think it yeah. was, like yeah. the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning golf, uh, you know, the, the doubles that they played was one of the highest rated golf things ever on TV. <laughs> if you were running the PGA Tour, if you were running LPGA, what would you do? What would be the first thing you do 
to get more young people involved in golf, more people of color, more people of different races to be involved in a, in a sport that's been around forever, it seems. Right, absolutely. I think that there's just so many different components when it comes to that because golf is so traditional. So like if I could control things, firstly, I would want the women to make just as much as the men. Like mm. these girls are just as entertaining. I want them to get just as much airtime. I want them to get just as much earnings because the amount of hard work that they put in is just as hard as the men. So that would be the first thing that I want to do. I want to make sure investors want to put some time money and effort into the women's tour. Let's get more airtime. Let's do cooler ads. Let's do like something that's just more energetic and fun and like new, young. Like, why do we have to be so like, you know, perfect? Yeah, like, it's, hey, it's very, it's very hoity-toity. Yeah. Like the, the <laughs> most, it's wild. Like the most like cool stuff I remember about golf is like Happy Gilmore yeah, and like yeah. Tiger Woods, like stuff like that because yeah. it transcends the sport. Like I feel like Sports in general, when you get that one person at one time that ends up transcending the sport, it almost has nothing to do with the actual skill. It's the culture of it. The, the culture kind of changes. Yes, completely. I agree. And I think that's part of it. Like, I think we have now a lot of young guns that are now on the LPGA and PGA that's really helping make that momentum. But I think, like, a huge part of the way we market the game needs to change. Like, I think there's a good way to find a medium between tradition and and you know kind of moving with the new like mm. the style is now changing in golf like that now there's like an athleisure kind of look which i think is really welcoming to women and and young guys too like i like that i can wear joggers and shoes that kind of look like you know like puma rsx's on the course like i like yeah. that style. i want to be street like t to street like i think that's really welcoming changing the way we market like having like i said cooler more upbeat ads like these badass commercials that you see for the WNBA, mm. the NBA, like, why can't we make golf like that? Like, you yeah. know how hard it is to hit a little golf ball with this little club? It's really <laughs> hard, we can make it look cool. Like, let's not be lame about it anymore, you know? And then just continuing to talk about, you know, topics that may be, you know, not as comfortable and making sure that we're catering to all the demographics in golf, because I think, I think that in golf culture, we all agree that we need to move forward, but the conversations are just not used to being had yet. Right. And I think the more we talk about it, I think that golf will be able to move forward, but it's like, who's gonna be the first one to bring it up? And, and that's just kind of how we got to start from there. Let me ask you, um, before you, know, you, you take on a day of golf, a match, you know, a tour, what are you listening to? Like, what's, what's on your Apple Music? What's on your Spotify, your title? What gets you inspired, motivated to go out and, and do the best you can? Like, who are you tuned into right now? So, um, so I grew up in Chicago, mm. and I, I moved out to California, like, kind of in my teens. But I really grew up with, like, late 90s, early 2000s music. Like, mm. I'm all about that hip-hop and R&B vibe. I would always, like, I'd have, like, a mellow, more mellow playlist where you may hear, like, Usher or Ray J or nice. something like that. Then I have a, a little more pop and playlist where you can hear like Missy Elliott or something. Mm. It just depends on the vibe. But like I've always brought, I think that's one of the things that I like to say, I think makes me a little more, a little different in the golf space is that I really love to bring hip hop culture mm. into it. And whenever I do these dances on the course, I love to bring in like the Chris Brown. I did that go crazy challenge, you know? I, mm, I just like- See, go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the, con the conversation off camera was with my future wife about how much <laughs> 
I love that song. She thinks it's so basic. It's a great song, Jazz. It's a great see, song. You see her face, like her face is so annoying. I'm sure you did great on the Go Crazy Challenge. <laughs> so um so we're gonna we're gonna shoot the breeze for a little bit. Do you mind sticking around as we talk about things going on? So yeah. let's get right into it. Yeah, Yesterday, wow. Wow. well today, uh Lou Williams. Oh, yes. Sixth man yeah. uh, of the Los Angeles Clippers, yeah. right? Had an excused absence to leave the bubble, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about the NBA bubble and trouble in the bubble. Trouble in the bubble, right? So, shout out to Jack Harlow, another uh, artist that I like a lot and was popping. One of my favorite songs right. right now. Jack Harlow took a picture on Instagram with Lou Williams in his NBA mandated face mask, <laughs> saying, "In a place." you won't believe where I'm at, right? Screenshotted it, it was too late, like 25 minutes later, 20 minutes later, it was gone. Now, Lou Williams is gonna have to quarantine for 10 days because mm -hmm. it turns out the sixth man of the year, one of the greatest six men that ever lived, LA Clippers, a big title contender, he was at Magic City, <laughs> wings like... in Atlanta. He went to go see some family, but first he stopped over in Atlanta to get the world famous food at Magic City. Now, there's a lot of things Magic City is world famous for. Right. But a lot of people, you know what I mean, aren't so hip to the culinary aspects of gentlemen's clubs. And people think we BSing. Like, people think, no. like, oh. So, so Tish, if, you, if you're not familiar, uh, when you go to a gentleman's club, when you go to a strip club, it's either you get chicken wings, lamb chops, mac and cheese. <laughs> but there's also so many different clubs lamb around chops. the. Yes. 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 <laughs> In Detroit, there's no. In Detroit, in Detroit, there's this. And that's what do you mean? Right. A lamb chop. Yo. Yes, yes. Yes. Some of the best fried catfish ever I've ever had in my life was in a gentleman's club. Okay. I forgot what I forgot what club it is in Detroit. And it's it's called a day shift. Okay. Okay. And during the day shift, they have discounted lamb chops, <laughs> mac and cheese, hookah, and bottles of Hennessy yeah. and Douce for twenty five dollars. Wait, that's a whole. That's a like that's part of. The, oh, okay. I was about to say. I'm like, what kind of deal we get? That's what the day shift is, bro. Okay. Twenty five dollar bottles of liquor. Yo. So yes, I understand, Lou. I get it. <laughs> Wings over rings. Wings over rings. <laughs> Wings over rings, bro. No, so that's the thing, right? So now, you know, he's got to sit out 10 days. Yeah. He's going to miss two games, right? The like, seeding games. Th those, are, those are seeding games. Yeah. Now, granted, yeah. like, they aren't locked into the number one seed. The Lakers are. Right. So, like, lo and behold, if we go this many times, there's going to be a lot of people that's either leaving the bubble or, or, or you know, trying to figure out ways around... You know, the it's bubble like, to you figure gotta, you things gotta be out. Smart. Like, you got to be smart. Like, especially with the season, like, starting next week. Right. We're getting under the, you know, we're getting into the swing of things. Y'all just got to be smart. Like, y'all could wait two, three more weeks or months mm. without this strip club. Like, I get it. And then you and then you put it on fucking social media. Yeah, like, bro. Like, bro. Like, that's so what. off the radar. That's, that's the thing that, that gets I don't, me I don't get it. the worst. Like, Jack Carlo. 
Great, great white guy. Like his music. Great artist. Great artist. That was a rookie move, Jack. Like you're not supposed to put it on the gram. Like oh, Jack. Put, that. Oh, Jack took the picture of Jack, him. They were. They were. They they, they did a selfie. Oh. And the wall seemed very club slash loungish. Right. So initially, people were just like, "Yo, you broke the bubble to go to a strip club, one of the most probably highly contaminated places that you can probably go." Amongst all this, amongst like a couple of days ago, saying like there's zero coronavirus cases, zero. And you like, go to it's the- working. <laughs> you go to a nasty ass fucking. <laughs> Shout out to Maga City. Shout out to Maga City. Hey, nasty. listen. They shift. That's. It don't hit the same, Jazz. It don't hit the same. What's its franchise? You know. Listen, you know, you know when food gets franchised, it don't hit the same. I love me some Wingstop too, but Magic City Wings. Wings over rings, Tish. They're, That's they're the jumbo. I don't worry about you infecting me with my family at home, the things I'm trying to do, the career, the chip I'm trying to win. I, oh, he's wrong. No, he's, he's not. I'm not saying he's right. We're not so saying he's right. So you give me some ass shake and get some honey garlic parmesan we're, we're not. Con- no, we're not. You know, we're not saying he's. he's I'm not saying he's not right. He's wrong. But the same thing he said, he said he went in and out. And if you follow any of his tweets, if you see anything that he said, like he's been consistent about the greatness of Magic City chicken wings. Like this isn't like, oh man, this is my, this is my alibi right now because, oh, if I just say I'm going to get food, whatever. But like you see, and like shout shout out to Roz, uh, Roz Golden Woody. She just did an interview with him maybe like a month ago. And she was, and he was talking about then, like everybody who knows me. Those my favorite food in the world is chicken wings from Magic City, like the jumbo wings. He has his own flavor of wings at Magic City. It's called Lou Willville Lemon Pepper or something like that. There's nothing wrong. Oh, that's here. Nothing. He really does. Like it's not right like, now. Now you now, you're, now you get it. Like he's not BSing you. I'm just saying he could he could have waited. Not for nothing. Could have waited. Not for nothing. This is the most publicity Magic City has gotten since the Players Club, bro. Like, if anything, whatever fine he gets, whatever money that he's got he to forfeit for the game checks, yeah. Magic City got to cover that. Magic City well, got to be like, Yo. I mean, yes and no, because he's already making business with them. You're right. Like, ain't no one, like, no one twisted his arm to come get the wings. Dude. Bro, you know you're not supposed to be in a strip club. You know you're not supposed to be out partying. This is a fucking fundamental rule that has right. been implemented. Right. right now to keep motherfuckers safe and right. there are no cases right. so what your dumb ass does is go to Atlanta Georgia where they did not close down at all yeah there's no been yeah. phase one two three four five it's yeah. just been open yeah. and then you're coming back to Orlando where there are no cases and you're gonna risk doing that it and you're going to the see whole, the family. it reminds me of the whole Rashawn Holmes thing for the Sacramento Kings Rashawn Holmes got rung out for getting Uber Eats like he's he literally just went out the bubble for a hot second just to like Pick up Bro, his food you, and, you and go back. You just can't. And they were like, nah, you got to quarantine for like six days now. I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad. Any motherfucking NBA right now, y'all are not smart enough to understand how important this is. Y'all yeah. have zero cases. And y'all, and y'all championship contenders, bro. Right. Like, the Clippers are like, they they right there. It's, it's either them or the Lakers out of the Western Conference. Bro. So it's like, and he's not, and Lou Will ain't no, like, scrub. Like, he's like, extremely important. 18 points per game off the bench. Like that is no small task. Let me yo. So, let me ask Tish something real quick. Tish, if up? you were in the bubble, right? If the LPGA had a bubble, what are you leaving the bubble for? Food, <laughs> a party, a man. What are you leaving Nothing, the bubble for? Nothing, because Tish is a woman and we're intelligent, so and we follow the rules. <laughs> uh, Tish. 
I could not leave the bubble. If I left the bubble, I would be sacrificed by the, all the other girls inside the bubble. They would be like, you know what, don't even come back because of what mm. you just did to us right now. Like, yeah, I no, could I, not I, do that to the girls. That's the one thing I'm most worried about. Granted, Lou Will's an OG. Right. I don't think anybody in the NBA is going to try and play him like, nah, son, you're not. Nah, nah, nah. My thing is, like, I don't need to face the players, like pretty much my brothers, and I'm in there with them yeah. for as long as what till September, October, September, October yeah. it's looking like, yeah. and you're, you're you're putting the rest of them in danger. It's just be it's just be smart, man. That's it. Like this is not rocket science. So it it it's not rocket. Initially, science. the story was just Magic City, right? And right. anybody who's been to Atlanta knows strip food, strip club food, and their culture, and like yeah. people literally go there for lunch and dinner every night, right? right. But from the outside looking in. People are just like, you left the bubble to go to a strip club? How irresponsible. Da, 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 da. Which begs the question. And I don't know how to word this without sounding insensitive. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. At what point do you have to start worrying about adult entertainment inside the bubble to make sure things like this don't happen? These are grown men. These are NBA players. When Kyrie Irving was talking about, uh, you know, th what was going to happen in the bubble and mm -hmm. like how people were going to be satisfied being away from their wives and girlfriends or being single and all this stuff and stuff like th these were questions that were being asked. And now, I mean, granted, Lou just went to get some chicken wings and nothing nefarious happened, according to anybody else. <laughs> but I mean, what, what, do you, what do you do? Yeah, that's asking a lot of some people. To be in a booth, you, a bubble for 40, what, 50, 60, bro, 80 days? You're making, how many, <laughs> how many millions are you making? Yes. Right? Right. You're competing with some of the top athletes in the world. Mm -hmm. You can take a fucking timeout okay. and just relax. Mm. You can take some time out to better your game, to better your mind, your spirit, go fishing, get a new hobby, whatever the case is. Mm. Adult entertainment should not be a priority right now. Mm -hmm. Now, when we get to September, October, <laughs> maybe we I'm can saying, start to break the talking, seal. We're talking but about right adults, now, bro. Know, like, we're right, talking about grown men. Like you know, nigga. some you know the, the the men that there's plenty of men that could go three, four, five months, no problem. I'm eyes on the prize. I'm focused. I'm not worried. But you know, there's at least two or three of them that can't go know, without their medicine, but, bro. But that this is this like, yo. This might be the this might be the easiest track for all the teams that are there right now. This might be the easiest track to a championship. Yes. Your focus needs to be on a zillion. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no distractions. There's no travel. There's no crowd. You don't, you gotta, you don't gotta have family coming yeah. in. You don't gotta worry about getting tickets for your man's nothing. You don't gotta worry about this nothing. This is the Just easiest track to a championship. It does not take that much manpower to have three or four months of focus. Mm. It should not be this difficult. Like, it really shouldn't. So all y'all watching and all the money y'all making <laughs> and all the deals y'all got and y'all in this pandemic, y'all still got to make this fucking money. Yeah. And y'all niggas can't stay out the fucking strip club <laughs> or you can't get Uber Eats. <laughs> if you don't go to Epcot Center and get a burger and go to the gym, <laughs> Bro, are you serious? Hello. So I, yo, listen. I'm, I'm not saying I'm you're wrong. Sorry. Mate, tish, mate, am I overreacting? I'm not tish? saying you're wrong. No, all I'm saying I, don't, is, I don't think you are. Okay. All, all right. I'm saying is all bases need to be covered. I get no, they, you bro, I stop get it. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> you should just shut up and stop talking. What about the troops who get drafted to the war? They're a bubble for holes for them. Yeah. 
jazz? No. Do we want to? Do we want to? Do we want to? Do we want to talk about what troops do when they're on? You know what? Exactly. You know what? And, and so I feel you. No, all the men in America who don't get pussy when they're doing three month jobs straight. No, fuck these fucking players who make millions of fucking dollars. I'm sick of wasting talking so time on these fucking privileged ass motherfuckers who have these expensive ass TV dinners. Who gives a fuck? People out there are struggling because they can't get no pussy. Let's no, move on. Let's talk more about Tish because she's way more exciting. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. about. That's what I'm talking about, about too. Jazzy, love of my life. Do you have a question for Tish? Yeah, no, she's a fucker. Show me some dance moves so I can be as cool as you on the screen. Okay? Oh my goodness, what else Tish. You got, bro? So I get I, all. All that being said, I, I'd, I'd love to just ask. Who do you got winning this whole thing out of the NBA? Have you been following the league? Like, do you have any favorite teams that you root for? Like, who do you got winning it all at the end of this whole quarantine bubble thing? Terms of the NBA? That the NBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't actually follow too much. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I've played with a few guys like D. Will and stuff like that in golf. Mm. I've with Steph Curry. And a few like Steph other. Curry's a huge golfer, right? Like now, so there's a lot of a lot of these NBA players, like you know Steph, and I think J.R. Smith, and uh, you know football players, like we mentioned with Tom Brady and all this stuff. How how far along are they from being like not amateur, but you know I, I know Steph Curry. I've seen him play a couple times. He looks like he's really good. You would know more than I do. What's like the the What's the space between Steph being really good and like the worst PGA player? Like if Steph, just, no, if Steph actually, was just like, you know what, I'm not trying to hoop no more. Or at 45 <laughs> years old, he's like, you know, what? I want to go play golf for the rest of my life. How far along would he have to get to be a professional if that's what he chose? Mm, okay, well, if, that, if you're going to compare it to the line of becoming a professional, we still got quite a ways. But I think like, let's say for Steph Curry in this example, like I was able to watch him at ATP the championship in Tahoe and walk mm. alongside him. And I think just like when you put two and two together that like, you know, this is one of the best ball players in the world right now. And he's able to basically beat the average golfer every day. Mm. Like you have the time to be one of the best in the world and also be pretty good at golf. That's pretty crazy. But if we're talking about like, I know he tried to go out and play like a professional event. He did okay. But we're saying he did okay in terms of like, this is not your world. This is a you did okay. You know what I'm saying? But like, as an athlete, amazing. If you wanted to go pro, no. It's just like, it's too hard of a world, I feel like, to be able to go pro, especially in two completely different sports that's like completely different training. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a way different like mental game and like, you don't need that much strength in golf. It will help. You need, you need like, you need accuracy. That's right. like, that's what you need. But in general, they see all these athletes that I've, that I've, you know, I golf with like Reggie Bush and like, like I said, uh, Steph Curry and D will and all them, like, they're actually like all pretty good golfers. Like, I think, 
I think among the players that like aren't as great, I wouldn't say like Michael Jordan isn't that great of a, play, a golfer. I'm <laughs> sorry, but like I'm I guess he took that legend. personally. He's gonna take this <laughs> <his laughs> personally. <laughs> And, and the but, infamous you know, Charles Barkley swing as well. We all know okay. how awful Chuck that is. That needs work. <laughs> he's, he's a different story. He's a little low on the on the players list among athletes. He can use a little work on his game, Charles Barkley. Oh, my God. Tish, let me ask you, you know, um, you know, golf is not my world, but I like to correlate it like in a language that I can speak. So NBA is very competitive. NFL very competitive. A lot of shit talking. How is the competition in regards to shit talking, beef, or anything yeah. like that? Is there anything like that, like in in golf? Or what's it, where's the mental game? Yeah, like what is it? Does it get personal? Absolutely, yeah, totally. I mean, it's if you ever like uh, watch some of the golf now, because there are no fans right now for the men's tour events, they just put mics everywhere, and you actually get to hear these guys banter more so than if there were fans, because right. now you because when there's fans, you don't hear them so much unless they're close to a mic. And like, I mean, of course, like these guys, just like any other guys, any other athletes, they got like really close friendships and stuff, right. but they're shit talking each other. There's drama behind the scenes. Same for the women's tour. I think women don't naturally don't shit talk as much, I right. suppose, but the men for sure do. Like they, they, there's definitely beef within there and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Do you talk shit? Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty competitive person. <laughs> I would. You haven't even kept the honest yeah, the I saw, I saw the, the wheels turn, and I'm like, just me. <laughs> do you have, yeah. like, do you have any beef with anybody? Or, like, do you, like, is there any bad blood with someone in, in the league? Between me? Yeah, yeah, like you and another player. I, I would feel like somebody no. like yourself who gets a lot of attention. Yeah, you that's know all what I mean? that's like, asking. You know, right. I, I feel like somebody might look at you and be like, she ain't, she ain't even all that shit. Like, whatever. <laughs> you know what? Not that I know of. I mean, if, if there is, it's not being said to my face. But, like, I mean, I'm the kind of person that's, like, I'm all about collaborating and stuff like that. So if you want to collaborate with me, if you want to be my friend, yo, I'm here. I want to grow women's golf, so there's no reason why any of us should fight. But if you want to compete against me, that's a different story. Like I'll get DMs just from like, you know, <laughs> random average people, whatever. Like they just, they haven't been golfing their whole life and they'll right. say something stupid like, oh, I bet I could take you on like, and beat you like by five shots and 18 holes. And they think that I'd never read it. And I'll comment back and I say like, no, you don't have a fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a fucking chance. Oh man. So Tish, uh, before uh, I just want to say thank you. So I know you got to get out of here. We've already had you for so long. If there is anything that you want to plug, anything you want to shout out before we before we let you go, uh, now's the now's the time. The floor is yours. I mean, I just appreciate you guys having me on for real. I don't know if y'all had a golfer on before, but thank you guys. You're the for first. You're the first. <laughs> You've first? had I'm basketball first? players, football players, wrestlers, rappers. You're the first golfer, so you made history. <laughs> okay, I made history. First golfer, let alone a chick. If any of you guys want to follow me, you can follow me at Tisha Allin. That's me on every platform. Be sure to check these guys out as well. Awesome. Thank you Tish. so much, Tish. Appreciate you. you for swinging through. And stay safe. Yes. Stay corona-free. Wash your hands, hand sanitize, wear masks, <laughs> all that stuff. And we'll get you back here again soon, all right? You got it. I'll be Thank back. Thank you, Tish. Awesome. Thank you Appreciate so much. It.
All right, that was great. Shout out to Tish Allen. That was, hey, that was listen, great. man, that was great. Thank you, Jazz. Inspiring. Thank Very you. inspiring. Thank Extremely you, Jazz, inspiring. for yelling at us. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm sick of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Our second episode. No, what do we guys, do? I don't care. This is life. You get on my nerves. What? <laughs> <laughs> Your viewpoints are just so manly and stupid. It's a fucking man cave. Man, yes, yes. It's the lion's den. This is what we're here. Come on, son. You thought you were going to have very well-balanced, nuanced conversations about a what basketball no. player going to a strip club to what? get chicken no, away? Nigga, I get it. Yes, I do get it. <laughs> Just on. be smart. That's all. Come on, man. I probably would have made the it's... dumbass mistake, too. Oh, my gosh. Jake, fire up them topics, man. What do we what got? Do we got? What do we got? What do we I'll got? I'll do Blue Williams thing while I get the topics up. Yes. I just wanted to say it was a little ironic. That only six weeks ago we were hearing all about Lou Will. Oh, this is a distraction. Coming yep. back to sports is a distraction. That is true. He, he was one of the very he, he was very vocal about, you know, players going back to play and taking the attention off Black Lives Matter, taking the attention off George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery. Now, granted, the one thing that I've seen that's been very dope with mm -hmm. a lot of NBA players is like they're answering almost no basketball yeah. questions. Like every press conference is like arrest the cops that Killed uh, Brianna Taylor. Taylor. Um, I'm still talking about George Floyd. I'm like, great game, this, this, that. This is what I believe uh, a great world with, with, with racial equality means mm. and whatever. Like, that's why I've always thought, like, not playing in the bubble was such a silly idea. Right now, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm probably going to be super off, and I don't have the exact numbers, mm. that these past two days have absolutely been the most watched basketball games with no consequences. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, the TV rating has got to be through the roof. Because mm -hmm. it's like, yo, we're, we're, we're fiending for it. We've had four months of being away from all of sports. And now that we're getting it back, a lot of these athletes, the LeBron James of the world, mm -hmm. Paul George of the world, Tobias Harris. Um, uh, Even the yeah, WNBA team's walking the, out during the uh, national yo, anthem. Yo, like, shout that. out to the WNBA, bro. Yeah. Like, I've They're been, speaking loud as fuck. The WNBA, man, and, it, and it's, it's never been, this ain't new to them. Like, the WNBA has always been, like, at the forefront of social change and using their voices. As women to, always to, have. Which, they, which always, it always has, man. Women like have always been at the forefront, taking care of us, taking the lead on things. So we always got to make sure the respect is shown. because 1,000%. It's a, it's it's a league day. with 70% black women. Right. Like, it would make all the sense in the world for them to use their voices to enact change. Right. To, and on top of that, I think it's extremely dope that now more than ever... The NBA is like the NBA has always been supportive, but now it's like it, it, they are like this. But I think you know I mean? think because of like you just said, four months of you know no one playing anything, no mm -hmm. sports being broadcasted. I think now they see that the light is on them, crazier than it's ever been. Absolutely. And I'm you know I'm really really proud to see these some of these players step up, use their voices, make sure that these issues that we've been going through for the last three four months are not forgotten. Yeah, we got sports back. Yeah, it's great to have you know, leisure back again and mm -hmm. talk shit and be able to do this. But outside of that, these things are still happening. Yeah. And, and, and the one thing is like Lou Williams had a point like, yeah, it isn't as on TV as much as it was before. Right. right? right. But, you know, now you have this camera on you every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you had the media in front of you every day. They're only going to talk about what you talk to them about. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you want to talk about hoops, they'll talk hoops. But I can't even... Gosh, I can't even remember like a real basketball quotable in the past couple of weeks. I feel like it was a concerted effort for everybody in the NBA and the WNBA to be like, listen, 
Once we have a microphone in our face, once it's time to get in front of the press, we ain't talk about no basketball, we ain't talk about no hoops, especially now where we got these scrimmages going on, and they're just getting in the swing of things, and mm-hmm. these games don't have any real consequence outside of us getting back into shape. Yeah. We are going to use our voices now more than ever. Right. And granted, you turn on the TV when it first happened, every single night, cameras in New York, cameras in Chicago, cameras in Minnesota. You go to Portland right now, mm-hmm. like, Portland is a war, war zone. zone right now. Like, it's been, what, 38 straight days mm-hmm. of protests and, and, you know, sending the federal... Uh, federal troops to, to, to battle with each other. It's been insane, but it's not on CNN every night. Mm-hmm. It's not on Fox every night. It's, mm-hmm. not, on, it's not what it was when George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, uh, Breonna Taylor, when these things first started happening, where it was headline news first. That, like, we're, we're not even showing what we're having on TV. Like, they were breaking their traditional programming to show these things. And now, yes, Lou Will, you were 1,000% right. But on top of that, I'm really proud of the NBA and especially the WNBA for going so hard and making sure that, like, listen, we're not going to let this fall by the wayside. Right. We're not going to fall. There's no going back to normal. There's no, like, well, once we get basketball back and people are watching and we're, we're spending money and all yeah. this other stuff, like, we won't have to deal with these things again. No, because it's a long process. It's not something where, well, they... They planted Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower. Right. Racism is solved, right? Like yeah. all these like very empty gestures that's been going. on. I mean, on. like just the NBA putting Black Lives Matter on the court. Yeah, just that, just that in itself says, you know, it speaks volumes up to where the NBA is in regards to this conversation. Right. And to have that on your court every day, yeah. every night, just knowing the season is coming back, knowing the eyes are there, knowing the conversation is going to get restarted. Yeah. That's just, you know, I'm, I'm proud to, to see that. It's looking like the NBA, and especially for the last couple of years, they've been leading the charge in so many forward-thinking initiatives that I feel like all sports are going to take. This is why the whole Lou Williams thing is hilarious to me, because it's like, the bubble is working. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people were, and to this day, like, anytime we hear, like, such and such has coronavirus. Shut it down. Yeah. We don't want to play. Shut the league down. People are dying. Why are we doing this? Nikola Jokic was, had, had the coronavirus, what, right before training camp? He's cooking. He's fine. Yeah. Like, a yeah. lot of these players who tested positive, quarantined, came back, and they've been good. Granted, there's been, you know, some, some strange things happening with a few baseball players. I forgot what's the name of the guy who had, like, a little bit of uh, some, some lung issue after he had it. Like, he didn't really recover mm. all the way. But it's so important that this thing works mm. because if it doesn't, it's going to send such a, a hard message for just entertainment and sports going forward until there's an actual vaccine for this thing. Now, it's looking like we're in a good space, right? Like moving, uh, yeah, moving As forward. silly as this whole Lou Williams thing Yeah, is. no, moving, I think the way they're moving is a very productive, very, very productive in how they're handling it. Right. No cases. The bubble, we, you know, we have our meals, like mm-hmm. it's a very restricted area. There's social distancing on the bench. Yeah, like, they're yeah. doing, they're going, the precautions they're taking are very, very responsible. Yeah. And if they can stay on this track, this will be the new precedent. All right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if they could stay here and stay in this area, we'll be good. But if they got this far, 
They built a bubble. They damn near just built a new NBA league down yeah. there. Like, yeah. imagine what we can do outside of the right. NBA in New York, in Houston, Atlanta. I mean, we here, man. Like, oh, yeah. in New like, Jersey, and New York. York. Yeah, like, if New York was the epic center of this shit. Yeah. We were yeah. a hot city. Yeah. And now, you know, the numbers are going down. Jersey is, is at where it is. Mm -hmm. But these other fucking I think less states, than 1% yeah. between both New York and New just Jersey Just listen. Right now, just so. listen and just, just follow. It's just not that fucking difficult. So have you caught, have you caught some of the games this week? Um... Or at least just like yeah, seeing it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So what do you yeah. think of like the whole setup, like the big screen? Like it looks like a video game. It looks like me. NBA 2K. Yeah, like yeah. they got like the big like home. It's, it's, it's weird watching it. Yeah, it's weird watching it and just not hearing. Anything. Right, right. But right. then it's also dope to hear niggas talking yeah. shit. And, like you saw Melo got the rebound. Yeah, like fuck out of here, nigga. And, I got and it. Surround yeah. Sound, so like I like you, it. First off, let's let's be clear. We can hear Melo saying, I gotta fuck out of here in a stadium full of nigga. Now thousand. we hear it in HD. Like now um. I can hear it like it's like a fucking beast by Dre Pill right next to me. <laughs> so no, I like I like it. It's intimate, it's cool, it's fun to watch. It's like watching like fucking high school basketball. Yeah. Like but yeah. with your favorite. NBA it's it's player. it's so weird though, because it's like, man, I, I've watched a couple of games. Yeah. And and we watch plays. Me and my, me and my wife was watching the play. Me and my fiance was watching the plays. And Terrence Ross hit a half court shot. And usually, when you watch the NBA game, somebody hits a half court shot. You hear the oh, yeah. like there's that weird. Didn't hear shit. It was like we were just looking at each other, like, did that go in? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to rewind and like, oh damn, that went in. Okay, like there's that. St there's still that that that. You there's still that piece. That's of missing. live audience reactions that's been missing that still kind of makes this whole thing feel really yeah, like, fucking weird. And given, given the circumstances, this is what we're accustomed to right now. Yeah. And the fact that we can get it to this level, that mm -hmm. we can build a facility, that we can go to a, a city and actually have this you know, done for them, yeah. that's just immaculate yeah. to, to, to think about. So yeah. like the crowd shit, cool, we can do without that. And whenever it's safe to go outside and be around 20,000 people, Cool, we'll get to that point. But the mm -hmm. fact that we can watch our favorite sport and you know people can make money and do what they got to do and feed their families—that's right. that's cool. While it's not still even, it's speaking, not even just about the athletes. Too, no, no, man. but like while speaking to the to the to the issues of what's going yeah, on today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, while I mean, still doing that, this is all needed. And and you know even like reporters, people who create content, people like us, yeah. like you know a lot of people depend on these leagues to continue to make money. Yeah. And at, yeah. as as much as we. You know, always have our human interests and rights at heart when it comes to these certain things, man. Like, the economy is fucked up. <laughs> like, people got to go to work. People got to make some money. Like, we can have all the virtues in the world we right. want. But, like, if we ain't got no money. Can't do shit. We can't do shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, just, it's just a fact. Um, one thing I found really weird, though, uh, Fox Sports, right? Fox Sports. Fox has had these virtual fans in baseball games. That shit looks weird as fuck. I don't to like me, bro. that shit. I don't like that shit at all. <laughs> uh -uh. They look like a bunch of bots and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, are people Oh, those are robots. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm like, um, that's a little too creepy. <laughs> like, do they have like the fake wave and like yeah, do I'm they cool you know. somebody hit a home run and then like you saw like I don't think they really worked out the kinks yet. There's not like a crowd reaction to a home yeah. run. They're all just like 
Uh, no, yeah, that's not, <laughs> they doing too much. It's strange. It's White strange. folks always love doing too so much. So they've been using cutouts. I'm a fan of the cutouts. I like the cutouts. That's still doing too much. Nigga, why do you need a fucking cutout? It's not a real person. Play the game. There's no cutouts in the NBA. I'm cool with the cutouts. In a weird, I like the cutouts, bro. That, like, nah, I like, that's creepy. Listen, bro. I've seen somebody that's like drill line shit. drives into like. A cardboard Bro, cutout. imagine pitching and then a fucking cardboard board is just looking, a cutout cardboard is looking at you with no emotion and it's draining the life out of you. Like, I don't need to look at a fucking blonde cutout board yeah. while I'm on the mound. Like, I, no, we're not doing that. Well, they've, that had, they've had, uh, if you watched uh, Korean baseball back in the day, they had, not back in the day, Nah, like a couple months ago, like back when, in the day, when they first started showing sports, whatever. They have like stuffed animals in the crowd and that was... No, I was that's even weird too. What are you talking about? Go to like, yo, just the seats are empty. You're not, they're not making any money. There's yeah. no one serving beer. It's the players, the coaches, and that's it. Who's the poor guy that's got to set that whole thing up? Oh, Imagine God. having to go to work with a mask on to put a cardboard cutout it's in a, a stadium seating. <laughs> that's what my life has come to. Yes, it's a living, bro. I got. I, I do. I, I you do, do it. For Twenty out. What? If I it was minimum wage, twenty dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour. Who's doing that? I don't even know. My, minimum, my wage. Prior, you know minimum wages. My, in, fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen, New York, fifteen yeah. in New York. My pride won't let me do it. Somebody's eating that. Korean, won't let me Korean do it. baseball is bringing back fans today, actually. Really? Today. Like full stadiums? Yeah, they were just saying it on the Fox uh, opening night MLB broadcast. Oh, yeah. So they've been like kind of tailing what Korean baseball does. Yeah. So there's mm. kind of these murmurs that mm. maybe come around like late yeah, season. Like, they like, could bring if fans If we back. would just fucking listen. If Where's y'all would just Where's stay in the house. See this? Wear a mask. You see this shit? <laughs> but you like, like sports? Like you like life before all this? <laughs> Yo, you see where's the hand sanitizer? I don't know if they're sanitizing back here. You, the sanitizer. You see this? Put it on your fucking face. Like, I just, it just, it's mind-boggling that the privilege that some of these people have when it comes to wearing masks and, and hand sanitizing. And going into spots without your mask, it's like, My bro, it's not God, that. Bro. It's never, this. it can't be that And serious. the fucking, the, the audacity of some people, I saw somebody wearing a Nazi mask saying, coming into a Walmart, I forgot where it was, but she had like a Nazi insignia on her mask and she was like, fuck you and nah, 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 fuck your mask. And I'm just like, bro, well, at least you had maybe this is natural selection, bro. <laughs> like maybe God was like, I'm gonna test them real quick, right? <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what we what we can do about making sure that whatever we're about to go through. Because right. I feel like, in a weird way, this is all kind of preparing us for the alien. Oh, some some coming. <laughs> like, something something coming. big is coming. Something right? is coming because this is what's going on outside. Like in, in the timing yes. of all of this shit. Yes. Yes, Fucking I'm telling you. The protest, the COVID, the election is in three months. Ninety-nine days now. Something days is something about to hit this earth with Yo. a fucking wrath. And I don't know what it is, but the aliens, bro, they coming. Something about to get us. They here. They've been here. I mean, shoot. Like, oh, she about to go down a rabbit hole. Are we, are we going down there? <laughs> she about to go down there. I, I saw the wheels turn. I'm like, Jazz, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm like, Jazz, save yourself the stress. Save yourself the stress. But yo, like, 
I've had so many thoughts about the, the UFOs and the aliens. I can't no, wait, something's bro. Coming. Something's coming. They're, they're already like they're already like planting like it's not planting stories. They're all they they're the mentally UF- preparing us all for like yo. And the next like six seven months, y'all about to see some shit, bro. It's probably <laughs> it's getting so bad that these niggas probably like double taking. Like, do we really need to go to Earth because this shit? Don't look, <laughs> it don't look how it used to. Like, I don't know what these masks is about. Niggas ain't really outside. Like, yo, what if what's going on? What if somehow? What if what if in some galaxy brain way, the COVID the COVID disease was like a a, a, a weapon. Against the aliens already here. Like, this is not men in black. <laughs> this is not fucking what if? Men. What if the government was like, "Yo, aliens"? So, all right. So you're saying are. you're saying you're saying the government used COVID to to uh, to flush out to flush them out. What if they're like, "Yo, we know who they are. They look just like you and me." They're like, I, I'm I'm of the belief. I don't believe aliens are gonna come in here with. With antennas and greasy. So you think they're like Transformers and Men in Black, like they're they're, they're, Bro, I they're think disguising it's like men in black. themselves. No, I don't think they're disguising themselves. I just think they probably like have one or two quirks. Like they'll probably they'll probably look just like Matt, but like have like a gill on their face or something. Like I don't think they look that much different than us. Like you ever see somebody walking down the street and like he's all right, that's 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 right, different, so but this will probably just probably get me. <laughs> This will probably get me in trouble. Who uh, do you think in the industry? Who do I think is, 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 is among you? Yeah, who's, who's, who's the alien who walks amongst who's us? Who walks amongst us? In oh the my gosh. Who okay. <laughs> All right. Off rip. Off rip. Who is it? What's this guy's name? Uh, Lil Pump. One thousand percent. Lil Pump. One thousand percent. The alien. Uh, Kanye West. Definitely an I extraterrestrial. Think, yo, I, think, I think Vince Staples is one. You think Vince Staples is an alien? That nigga's that. Yo, he's he he got. That boy be thinking. There's something. I mean, I don't know. I not in a like, bad way. Like he's. Just, I feel like Vince Staples is one of our, our last lines of defense when it comes know, to some I crazy think, shit I think, I think Vince is just way out there where he knows a little too much. You ever see y- YMW Melly? What was the guy's name? Oh, I hate that. He kid. looks like an alien. Yeah, he, he looks like somebody. Got, no, I think, I think apparently I, he got that shit too in, in jail. He got that Rona. Oh, he did. Yeah, I think so. So I mean, oh well. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh well, but it's no, like, sure. all right. Hold on, guys. Vic is in the building. Let me. Let me go. Here. Let me go. Let Vic in the building. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Yo, you got on, any more liquor? On. How the hell did I unlock the door? My fault, brother. What's going on, family? Uh. Hey, what up? Some say, come say hey, what's up, Vic. Come on, real quick. We we live. Come on, man. What up, Vic? <laughs> Shout out to the proprietor of lines, then. My man, Vic. What's going on, brother? What's up? Yes, sir. Doing, man? Over here on a Sunday afternoon on his off day. Yeah. Yeah, baby. But uh, YNW Melly, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so YNW Melly, Lil Pump, and Vince Staples. Cardi B, 1,000% could be an extraterrestrial. You don't she's think so? Nah, she's from the Bronx, yo. I mean, yeah, 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 that's, that's, just, yeah, that's, that's, that's just the BX. I mean, I don't know if it's, I'm not even talking about, you know what I mean, like the yeah, whole yeah. aesthetic, but I mean, if there was somebody who could pass for, nah, you know, think, somebody think, who walks amongst us. I think, I think, I think. I think it'd be man, her. My man Vince got it. Vince <laughs> got it. My man Vince is an alien. Love that nigga, bro. I love Vince I Stables. I love Vince Stables, bro. I love that nigga, man. I've been waiting for Vince Stables to have his own, like, I've, I've been waiting for somebody to throw Vince Staples the bag for the longest. Yeah, something on FX or some shit so like FX that. or Hulu. Adult Swim, Hulu, Adult something Swim. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I've always felt like, He's been one of the most. Vince is one of the, the the last, like you said. He's one of the last guys. That, he gives you know, me like he, Eric Andre vibes. He just gets it. Tyler the Creator, you know what I mean? Just he just gets it, bro. Yeah, he just gets dude it. Dude is hilarious. Bro. Where we at with it though? Jake, talk to me, brother. Where we at? 
Tell what me. do we got? Oh, oh wait, time out. Shout out to Truly as always. Oh, 13 flavors. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, yada, 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 but you know. Shout out to Truly Hard Seltzer, man. One of the big sponsors of Say Less with Kaz. 13 different flavors. You can go to trulyhardseltzer.com. Find out where you can get it. It's delicious. It's light. You know what I mean? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, my cognac drinking days are, like, on its, like, it's, it's, w- 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 they're numbered, you know what I mean? So like, Not but I still want to get a, li- a little bit, you know what I mean? Not you, you got your medical marvel. There it is. So, like, I'll wait for that name. You, I don't know how you managed to, to do this, but I, I get in my truly hard seltzer in because it's light, still can get lit, and uh, I can work off this quarantine gut. So shout out to them, the sponsor of Sailors with Kaz. Truly. Jake, what we got, bro? We got Snoop versus DMX. Yeah. Mm. And what did I say? Listen. What did I say? They had to start it off with the prayer. And they did. And they did. And they did. But now, talk to me. I got to talk about Billboard and Revolt, bro. Uh Uh-oh. Right? They went and said that DMX won the battle. And they got it right. And they got it right? They got it right. And they got it. Okay. So what what battle were you watching? The battle that my employer was doing? Uh, Apple Music on uh, Versus TV? uh, Yeah, I was watching that same battle. All right. So I thought DMX put on a val- I thought I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. I feel like Snoop was playing too nice. I feel like Snoop And that was Snoop's fault. That was Snoop's fault. I feel like Snoop was playing song like I feel like I could have put on a better performance. Snoop was playing personal favorites and personal classics for right. him because he was in the moment. He was enjoying it. Right. I think it was more so of a celebration for him. I don't think he was looking at it as a battle. If he really looked at it as a battle, the song sequence would have been a lot different. Yeah. Like, he did play some really heavy hitters. He played Down For My Niggas. Yeah. The Shiznit. Yeah. Uh, what was it? A Pound For Pound. Yeah. Um, he played a lot of joints that I did not expect him to play. Right. X, with the help of fucking Swiss Beats. Yeah. Them niggas came in with a game plan, stuck to that game plan, brought out the hits, brought out the fucking classics, brought mm. out the club bangers. Mm. Even with this nigga being winded from like running an <laughs> eighty-yard dash, they still put on a fucking. I'll show. put it like this: in, in my pro wrestling terms, Snoop did the job for DMX. All right, like when you do the job, that means that you're gonna make your opponent look as good as possible. Right. I feel like. DMX, so you saying? So you saying there's a handicap? I feel like DMX needed this more than Snoop. Like Snoop's already the one of the most famous rappers yeah, yeah, in yeah, history yeah, like yeah. he's not like him doing a versus battle isn't gonna up his clientele any more than it already is right but we all know how much it would help dmx you know what i'm saying like i feel like and we talked about this last week yeah. a lot of people don't realize how big at one time how massive of a star like i said dmx in, in was. eight month span an album of it's dark and hell is hot, and it goes to my flesh and my flesh, blood of my blood. blood. My blood Eight yeah. months. Yeah. And those two projects came out in the same year. I can't believe that, uh, you know, I, I, what made it fun for me is that Snoop was ad-libbing for DMX. He was playing like... X his, was doing the same shit. He was doing the Like, they were doing it... I, now I kind of want to see them go on tour. Like, you know, granted, we ever have tours again. Right. I mean, like, I would love to see them on a tour together. Like, I would love to see, like... It's, it's weird because we're like the first class of like watching our, our hip hop like OGs like grow old, right? right? Right, So like, you know, when you were growing up, you see old people go watch like the Rolling Stones right. and, you know, 
the, the, the Sly and the Family Stone. Like yeah, those like just yeah, yeah, old yeah. school acts. And like now because of Versus, I feel like we're giving that avenue to a lot of these OGs to go back and get that tour money. Yeah. And like, even if you're not doing it by yourself, like do like, you know, WBLS, they always got like the, the ladies night, the ladies like night the winter, love winter boats concert. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Fire has been touring since I was born. Okay? Yes, yeah, exactly. They are still yeah. making their tour money. Frankie uh, and Beverly. Frankie Beverly and Yeah, they Absolutely. are getting, my mom was at a concert last year. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like they, there's yeah. always money for Think. And it's up to us too, as consumers. Like I feel like we were getting into like a dangerous, like sort of path of just like not giving a fuck about our legend. Right. Right. Like I feel like a lot of young hip hop fans, they would see a Snoop or DMX or, or somebody older and be like, "Man, get this old nigga out of here!" Like nobody wants to see. It. Now because of verses, like not only are you like bringing back like people our age and a little bit older and a little bit younger to remember just how big these artists were. Now the younger kids are like, damn, this dude did this, he did that. Like, why well, I actually I like think, that song? I, like, honestly, why? I think Versus should do this. This is an idea. Swizz and Timbo, take this if you want, but I'll come <laughs> and get you from Apple Music. <laughs> take the top three battles, the top numbers. What, what top t- three battles do you think? What do you well, think? Well, what well, the let top me get three? my idea. I'm oh, sorry. Let's my fault. But, my, but damn. <laughs> the top three battles. <laughs> my top three, the top highest numbers for the top three shows should go on tour. Mm. The top three numbers. Is Apple going to cut the check? Are you gonna say it right now? Are you gonna get on TV right now? And say Tim Cook, nah, 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 check. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah, but the top three, the top three battles should go on tour. Mm. So whether it be uh, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, maybe T Pain, Lil John, yeah. or Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. Yeah, I mean, you know what? If I'm Beanie Man and Bounty Killer have to be on the bill. If I yes, that's 1, a clash. That, that was 1, a clash. If I'm Live Nation, if I'm any of these touring acts, like this is all the evidence I need to send people exactly. back on, stage, on tour. Like, exactly. Like, I, I'm, I'm saying in the event, you know what? Yo, here's the even better idea versus here's the even better idea. Don't take, uh, don't take my, don't, don't. Anybody who wants to go on tour. Don't take my idea. Where's your drive-in concerts, bro? Like, yo, go That's to, becoming a thing now. Yo, a versus That's battle. That's becoming a thing. Outdoor, yo, you can go to MetLife Stadium right now. Put up a stage in the parking lot. That'd be fine. You pull up, you, 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 you have your cars parked wherever the hell it is. That's your ticket. Yo, you know that what I mean? Like, you sit there. Fire. And then if you got a sunroof, if you want to sit on the car, sit on the hood, whatever, like, that's your tour. And, like, if you're, if you're, if you're marketing to, like, the older group, like, all these old dudes got cars and disposable income anyway. Like, we not, I don't need to worry about, like, 12, 13, 14-year-olds that want to go see Drake on show with Lil yeah. Uzi Vert. Or all these dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna hyper focus myself on these people who have been cooped up in the house mm-hmm. for four or five months, mm-hmm. have got a bunch of money to spend, mm-hmm. that are feeling to see some live music, mm-hmm. and be like, "Yo, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna aim this. We, we have a whole new audience of people that grew up with Snoop, grew up with DMX, grew up with Jill Scott, grew up with Erica Badu." Grew up with Beanie Man, mm-hmm. grew up with Bounty Killer, mm-hmm. grew up with Timbo, grew up with Swiss, mm-hmm. and with 1,000%, it would and sell then, out and then, anywhere. And then stream it on Apple TV. Well, you got to get the plug in. <laughs> what is, I'm saying, like, <laughs> for people that are, like, in, like, New Zealand or people yeah. in Australia, like, people who can't, you know, come to these shows, yeah. stream it on Apple TV. It's an extension of the Versus brand. And then I can... And it's safe. And it's that's, safe. That's yeah. the key there. It's safe. And like, you just found your two hosts for it. Mm. 
What? Did they just find out? I really love, like, DMX hearing that he was battling Snoop Dogg was maybe one of my favorite uh, battles hearing about because I'm mm. so East Coast and, like, oh, everyone loves yeah, Snoop. Oh, yeah. He's a household yeah. staple. Everybody like, knows Snoop. Yeah. Everyone like, loves this, yeah, Snoop. There's can't. nothing bad to say about Snoop. At all. Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. We know you're amazing, Snoop. Mm. Nothing from you, but I feel like a lot of kids today, and they, they don't really know about, like, our, our East Coast culture we grew up on and, you know, Dipset and, yeah, and fucking G-Unit and also DMX. I never forget the first interview DMX did. He was talking and like his voice was so different from his rap voice and all the bitches like, y'all heard his voice? (laughs) (laughs) Girl, he's so sexy. DMX is the shit. He got this one space and he was just popping and like DMX was like such a part of my childhood because like he was like my uh, anthem when I would do shit. Like, remember when Red Lobster was like a staple? Like a, uh, it was like fine dining to us back in the day. For black families, it was like, we go to Red Lobster, we made it. Probably the most competitive ever. Like when Jay Z's dropping out, yeah. when the Fugees are dropping Murder out, Inc. Murder Inc., LL, mm-hmm. like Snoop, No Limit, Bad Boy. He was bigger than all of them at one mm-hmm. point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, yeah, like he's been through a lot of shit and it's good to see him healthy. It's good to see him with a gut. And that's the thing. Like, I think, you know, Snoop, I don't know if like Snoop really had like a down moment in his career, like right. exit or like had that moment where he had to climb back up. Yeah. Snoop has always been, you know, he teetered that line. He had the murder case when he first came when out. he first jumped off. DMX has always had repeated issues, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, with his, you know, his wives or his baby mothers or it be taxes or it be fucking drugs or it be you know, just rehab. There was always something holding him down and we kind of just like forgot about this nigga was killing it for like three or four years straight. Like you couldn't go to no sporting event. You couldn't hear a movie without hearing his fucking record. Like, so that's why it's so... Yeah, yeah, like right. Romeo must yeah, Romeo must die. Like, you know. Yeah. So like to see him go through all of this shit, to see him come through all of this adversity, and then to 2020, on a verse on a, this big platform, this guy is still alive and kicking. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, and just great. giving I'm, his shit. So, I'm just happy to see him healthy, yeah, dancing, man. like and then just two fun. black men of that stature just like showing each other so much love, oh, yeah. telling each other stories, Snoop saying, yo. 
or, you know, ex saying, yo, I got to get at me, dog, from you. Yeah. That's where I got that shit. I got that shit from you. Like, those kind of fucking stories. That's why Versus is so fucking dope, because we never heard none of this shit uh, before. We never knew, you know, fucking... Um, there's, some, there's, there's something about artists on artists that we've always wanted enjoyed as yeah. content creators and content consumers like even athletes like the most intriguing content that we always see comes from them. there's no journalists around mm-hmm. there's no host it's literally just artists a artists b that have a mutual respect for each other that can ask each other questions and talk about stuff that and that's why like that's why the whole little wayne shit is so dope because it's like he's talking to the artists that one he's worked with and two that he's actually championed as well yeah like yeah. him talking to dr dre like jesus yeah like that's like, crazy serious? like wayne and dre that's why so yeah the artist the artist a to b those we can't get that kind of conversation out of these people. No, we can't. Those are questions that we one don't have privilege of asking, or two don't know how to ask that question. I feel like versus is like they're at a point right now, where like the Apple deal signed, and like now it's like not just this like word of mouth thing that was happening on Instagram. Like I feel like it's starting to evolve, and with the Apple TV deal, they've kind of like graduated from just. Quarantine content, right? Like mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna be in the same place. Mm-hmm. Gonna be this is that and the third. Now it's like, well, what's next after that? You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about, we gave him the free idea of the driving concerts. Yeah, me and me and Cass can host so it. Please, you know, you know so we'll host. We'll be here. Say, I'm not hey, again. Yeah. Hey, Larry Jackson. You know Welcome to the contact show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's now I'm I'm starting to see like what's gonna what. What's going to be the next thing with them, man? Like, is it going to be like some sort of content creating or, or, or I don't, Q&A I, I don't, sort I don't of think, thing? I don't, think like, it, I don't think it needs what? to be. I don't think it needs to even go that route. I think mm. it, what they have is brilliant in itself. It doesn't right. need an extension of, you know, behind the scenes or a TV show. No, we just want to see our favorite artists go head to head, talk about the history, talk about the inspiration, and see the banter between them. Mm. And that's it. It's a nice hour and a half, two hour set. Yeah. That's all we need. We don't need it to be, you know, in the Super Bowl. We yeah. don't need it to be over here. Yeah. We need it to just, this is for us. The charm, the charm of it is that it feels like it's, it's hours. A, it's a concert being thrown for you. Right. Like in your phone or in your house. Like when I, when I throw that shit on in the house and put on the big speakers and bro, like, I feel like I'm at the garden sometimes. Yeah, I feel like, I'm like there's, there's no crowd. The it's just those two and whoever's in your house. And it feels so personal. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what clicked about it. That's what always clicks about like really good content. Like if you make it feel grand but personal at the same time, you got like a massive hit. And like, I honestly like they can do it with so many different artists and producers. Like they're just touching like this. Just, the scratching the just scratching the surface. You can do it with groups, leave it, you can do it yeah. with record labels. Right. Leave it, it leave it right here where it is. This is perfect where it is. This was fun. Mm. This is still fun. Don't water it down. Don't incorporate it up. This is what we needed. We need to see the artist interaction. We need to see how much these guys meet, these guys and girls meet to each other. Mm-hmm. Erica and Jill, just watching that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like hearing those stories. Babyface and Teddy Riley. Nigga. Yeah. You know how much a ticket like that would cost? That was my favorite one. So it's like, nah, leave it here. This is perfect. This is what we've been waiting for. We need this. Especially, it's a distraction. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so please just it's leave needed. it where it is. Needed. Uh, it what else we got, Jake? From the battle of one, two legends to another, we got Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Mike Jr. Tyson. Where did that come from? September twelfth. September twelfth. Uh, where are they fighting at? Vegas. It's really happening. It's really happening. Really Have you happening. seen these Mike Tyson videos? It's, where are they? Where are they fighting? Crazy. At? Uh, they're fighting in Carson, California, at Dignity Health Sports Park. That's so it's outdoors. I believe so. Let me tell you something. Fifty-four oh, years old. Right. I don't know what you could pay me. 
I don't know what Roy Jones Jr. is getting paid. But I would never in a million years get in the ring with Mike Tyson. I would never wish getting hit by Mike Tyson with my worst enemy. Here's the thing. I don't even... First off, 54. And that nigga moves like a tiger. Have you seen this man lately? Yeah, have you seen the videos? Don't let it fool you. you? I felt those punches. What are you talking about? You got it. Outside, Jake. You got it. You the fights outside. He's going to get that heat stroll. He's going to get that heat stroll. Jazz. Jazz. Bro, Jazz. Jazz. The one thing, the one, you know what? Oh, so really, you gonna take a punch? I mean, he wouldn't hit women. Well, well, no. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. No, I'm definitely not touching that shit. <laughs> you might, you're mad. Uh, edit that shit yeah, out. Anyway, um, so man, what really gets me about why I would never fight Mike Tyson though is like hearing him talk about how much he misses killing people. There's a video where Mike Tyson is literally in tears. Talking about how much he misses being the most scariest man on the planet, like bro, like, you to, can't like, sit here and these motherfuckers, man. You, you can't convince me. <laughs> you can't convince me, and sit here and say, "Yo, how much would you take for a Mike Tyson punch?" Mm. This nigga bit a man's ear off. <laughs> like not, not like, like he didn't paralyze anybody. Yeah. He didn't like stunt. Like he bit, bit a it human off. flesh off. Like the and then, and, and then continued on as if nothing happened. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like the psyche of a man that thinks like that. And you're telling me how much would you take to get in a ring to get hit by? It's so funny, <laughs> man. Like, I feel like we keep talking about people that we really hit me with a match. Y'all don't really you understand how bad of a boy Mike Tyson was. It's kind of like we were talking about with DMX. Y'all really don't understand. At one that point, nigga was Mike Tyson bad. was the scariest man on the planet and like half of the population got their Mike Tyson introduction from the hangover. <laughs> Mike Tyson introduction from being like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's oh, he used to be a boxer. Like even in my like I wasn't around for George Foreman, right? Yeah. Like I was I don't remember like George Foreman's prime. Like I just saw the Rumble in the Jungle like as an adult. Mm. So like my initial my initial thoughts of George Foreman is, oh, that's the guy with the grills. You know what I mean? That's the guy who does the, the foreman grills. Okay. So Smiling up. with the apron on. Like, so oh, we got to go to knock out that grease. And da, 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 you know what I'm saying? And then... I'm not... It's, it's so... He was... He's, he's the Tyson of my day. Because, like... It's the nigga with the grill. He's the dude with... Listen. He stole a lot of them grills. No, I got you. Every got single you. college student out there that's we all have the yeah, foreman grill. We all had them shit. Too. Held the hood down. Nah, you but a fool. With, you a fool for that. With, with, with foreman, like, I, I'm, I'm aware that he was a championship right, boxer. Right, 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 right. But I did, did I get the George Foreman experience? Mm -mm. No, not really. Mike Tyson, I experienced. Like, we saw I that. remember we saw when that. this dude was talking about, I'm going to eat his children. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna <laughs> I mean, he was halfway serious. My, my defense is impregnable. My style is impetuous. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. I'm going to eat his heart. I'm going to eat it. I'm just like. I don't know if Roy Jones Jr. Ooh, got it. I don't know if Roy what Jones. What are you talking about? <laughs> either Roy Jones need to check or that nigga got a death wish. But y'all must like, have forgot. I don't. <laughs> yeah, we actually did, my nigga. Y'all must have forgot. I'm the number one heavyweight. Like, heavyweight. I mean, like, yo, think, think, coronavirus. Y'all must have forgot. <laughs> coronavirus got us doing some crazy shit. And I guess. 
that's Roy Jones like the, trying to get out the crib, and I guess that was the best way for him to. Get that's outside. the old. That's the old head versus though, right? Roy yeah, Jones. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but I'm, I'm, I'm watching though. Have, oh, nigga, I'm watching that shit. That fight is gonna break records. Yeah. You hear me? I want to know what that bag is records. like though. The best. That bag gotta be crazy. Stupid, stupid. Mike Tyson. In his prime, was already the most one of the most bankable boxers of all time, right? right? Now he's more famous. Now he's calmed down a little bit. Now he's become like this sort of kindler, gentler. Like we took like fifteen years to kind of like become like, oh, Mike Tyson, the celebrity. He did like Broadway. He yeah. wrote books. Like yeah. he was an acting. Like nigga got a podcast now. He got podcasts. Yeah, like yeah. telling these stories and like you get inside the mind of this dude and what it takes to be built like that. Like I always watch these UFC fights. And granted, boxing isn't as savage as mixed martial arts is in the UFC is. No. But if you've ever met one of these dudes, Jake, you've met a bunch of them. We've worked with them a bunch of times for, for, for Modelo. These dudes are just built different. And hearing the psyche of people who fight to live mm. is a different type of dude. And Mike Tyson wasn't a dude who was fighting to be a boxer. He came up fighting to live. And that's the thing, like, that's a different mindset. When you're fighting, you know, it's literally survival of the fittest. Like, mm -hmm. when you're fighting to survive, like, to breathe yep. more air or live another day, yep. your, your, your capability of understanding human emotion is just, like, removed. Mm. Like, so he's not thinking, like, damn, I don't want to hurt this person or whatever, whatever. Like, nigga, I'm, if you're in my way, I, I have to get people. you. I have to get you out of the way. You guys really people. feel That's at half a century years old? No, I don't. These I'm saying are like half a century. Okay. Yes, they're built like this. We're this is their DNA. Psyche. Like there's the, you can't change them. The psyche. Like, okay, they're dumb as boxes. They are retired, right? They're old when they have grandchildren. No, no, no. We're not talking about now. We're talking about like when they were coming. Oh, when like, they were coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, who yeah. they were. Okay, sorry. I was in the bathroom. I just. No, we're talking about who they were then. No, not now. Gonna, no, not now. Gonna, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be a double knockout like Rocky 2, even if he does fly. <laughs> yo, you knock her, yo. You're going to put some respect. Put some respect on the like, She is the biggest hater. Put some respect on Tyson Williams. Dude, yo. 50 plus. Don't buy it. Jazz, you ain't going to watch the fight? You ain't going to watch it? You know I'm going to watch it. All right, then. Nigga, we're going to have a piece. Just hating to hate. We're going to have a piece. Hating is a sport for Jazz, bro. She's like... I gotta figure out to hit on the way to hit on this. It's not keeping it real. Keeping it real. Oh, you're the only one with that opinion. Just keeping it real. How is that keeping it real? Trust me. Mm. Haters. This is why this is called the man cave. <laughs> this is exact reason. Right. Yeah. Who makes the man cave? Who decorates it? Probably the woman behind the door. Well, she decorated the door. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman always decorates oh, nice. the man cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not giving me any leg to stand yeah, nice. over. Okay. In, in name. Like, really? She brings you the little pictures and stuff. Do you want to eat dinner tonight? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm so just kidding. <laughs> really? On camera, bro? <laughs> Listen, happy wife, happy life, bro. I don't love her. I'm her. You're going to learn soon, bro. Okay. I ain't putting off no cameras. I'm with. <laughs> this is what it is, yo. She says I'm like, yeah, baby. I got it. I got it. Wait, cut all that. Nah, we good. Nigga, please. We're leaving all that shit in. Yeah, listen, listen. I ain't gonna come here in front for the people. Y'all know who it is. If y'all know me, y'all know Jasmine. Then shit. She okay. says, I'm cooking. Alright, what we eating, baby? We good? None? Wow. <laughs> you don't like you don't like on all it. You don't like the attention on you now, huh? You don't like it when we turn the turn the chairs this way. Uh-oh. Yeah, you on the hot seat. She just, she just wants to chirp in. I 
nigga. Anyway, Tyson, I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be... I it's going to be fun. It's going to be a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what boxing is. That's what... That's what that's what we. That's what boxing is for. I feel like there's only a handful of people in the world who even sells boxing fights. It's right. Like Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder. What's that? The Irish motherfucker. Uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. He's the UFC. Oh, UFC now. But he fought Mayweather, and he's box office. Yeah. Mike Tyson before Floyd. I don't know the numbers, but I feel like Mike Tyson was one of the most bankable dudes when it came to pay-per-view buys. That nigga, yeah. Wherever the hell, whatever streaming service gets this, because I don't think, if I'm, if I'm Tyson or whoever's handling them, I don't do the pay-per-view thing. Oh, it's going to be on Triller. Triller. Really? The app? The app? Yep. Uh, if you guys know about it, yeah. I'm not no shit. Triller's going to do this? They're, oh. doing, they're also doing a 10-part a documentary leading into it. That oh. is really interesting. Now nah, you got really it. This gotta be a clip. Like we said, Triller. Yeah. Well, because I look at Triller. I'm looking. At Tr- I feel like Triller was like the old TikTok, right? Like, yeah, that's how I thought. Triller was like, you know, what I mean the the video D- the video disc before the DVD. Yeah, that's how I look at Triller. I didn't know Triller was like in it like that. I didn't know they must have some money to burn. Well, let me good for them though because yeah, let me sign up. Let me sign up tonight. Fuck that. Good for Triller, man, because they 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 had like the whole they had the music app thing. That was it. That was them. For a minute, and then TikTok, TikTok came, came in and was just like, <laughs> thought you crushed the building. Nigga, like, we thought you had it. Else. Let's get Mike Tyson his money. Sounds good. What else we got, Jake? <laughs> what else we got? We got, I know everybody's favorite topic. Oh, here we go. Kanye West. Kanye West. Oh, boy. Where do we start? <laughs> Keeping a high level. Um, you know. Like I always said, there was always something that he was promoting. There was always yeah. something that he was ready to release. Yeah. And just so happens is the Donda album that did not come out last Friday. Not that I was checking for it. <laughs> I wasn't even uh, checking. I forgot that I was supposed to drop. No, nah, yeah, he, he announced it. And then, um, you know, the tweets happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't, gonna talk I don't about the tweets. I don't know. You what, know where I want to take it? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about what Kanye's doing with the votes or whatever. And yeah, still, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about none of that. What I want to talk about, like when I posted the clip on my Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Kanye has a way of drawing so much emotion from so much people, from different people of different walks of life. Mm-hmm. For some reason, even out of me, like I don't give a fuck about that artist's lives that much. You know what I mean? It's Gemini. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand. I feel like Kanye, for some reason, for a lot of people, for as many fucked up things he may say or do, we're in a very different state in 2020 where we're still very mindful of mental health. Right. And we're very mindful that, you know, a lot of times the way these people are acting out, it's not that because they're this, it's that these people are sick. Right. And, you know, like, they have... It's a weird and violent concoction when the person's sick, but famous. Mm. And the way he got famous was not being was being unhinged a right, little bit, right, like right, not right, necessarily right. playing by the rules, saying what's supposed to be said, right. like little social cues that like most people tend to have that he doesn't have. Right. Like we all know that guy. Like we all have that friend that's very Kanye-ish. That's very like, all right, bro, like you can't say that, or oh wow, like 
you know, pick up on certain social cues that mm -hmm. like most normal people would definitely have. I was literally but, just up, had to look right, <laughs> over, looked right over there. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's just. But I'm trying to be better. You're doing fine. You're great, baby. You're doing fantastic. The world is so sensitive. Okay, all right. Pick up on the social cue. Anyway, why is it that Kanye draws such an emotion out of people? Like the fact that. People have to go out of their way to say, don't pay this guy any attention because he has such a control on the narrative and the audience. Of it's people. It, the, the, honest, the honest, the honest thing with me, Kaz, is like you're playing with fire, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you may be sick and you may have, you know, your disorder and you may be going through a lot of things and the, the spotlight is heavy. It gets really, really, you know makes you be impulsive, but right. you're playing with fire when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about politics, right? Right. When you're talking about, you know, family, when yeah. you bring family into it, like that's very like polarizing. And yeah. I understand that, you know, you have this mindset of like, it's me against the world, but you then you have a family. Yeah. Like you have children who are going to see this when they grow up and as, and as, and as keen and as, you know, quick as kids are nowadays, mm -hmm. they might be looking at this and they might hear what he's saying. They might interpret it a different way. That's mm. why I think it draws so much emotion with a lot of people because right. it's like, bro, we get it. Like, you've had a lot of shit that you've been dealing with. But when you involve other people's lives, when yeah. you talk about politics, yeah. nigga, we're talking about being, we're not talking about just your family. We're not talking about Chicago. We're not talking about just hip hop. Now we're talking about black, brown, white, orange, purple, poor, rich, middle, like, you talking about that type of shit. And it's not like, and you're doing it for fun. Right. This looks like it's, it's being done for fun. Well, Kanye, he's always been rewarded for his wilding outness. Right. right? Like, right. him wilding out is what made his music pop. Him wilding out and having the nerve to be like, you know what? I'm going to go make some stuff. Or I'm going to go against the system. I'm going like, to go against the system. I'm going to wear polos and pink and this, that, went against the status quo. I get that. Yeah. And it works in certain realms. Yeah. But when you talk... And, and, and the risk-reward factor is way is different. It's way different. When it comes to like, yeah. oh, well, maybe they may not like the song. If I start uh, uh, Yeezus with... Yeah. yeah. Like, and this, right, is, and this is not... And like people don't get it misconstrued. This is not us saying that... You shouldn't live your truth. You shouldn't speak your mind. You shouldn't be who you are or live to your, your, your fullest you know, potential. This is not us trying to silence him or, or stifle him in any way. But when it comes to everyday lives, the blue-collar worker, the people that who look at you as like a god or yeah. a savior, yeah. then it becomes dangerous. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Sometimes you can control your shit, sometimes you can't. But bro, you got a family. You got people who are following in your footsteps. And yeah. you're talking about, yo, I'm going to knock Biden off. Yeah. It's like it's just like, dog, it's like my dude. You're, 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 this is not funny no more. You're not you're not really factoring in how many people you can affect, right? Like the worst that could happen if you fuck with what's wrong on an album placement or a song placement or a feature is somebody doesn't like the song. Now the worst you can be if the antics you're doing is keeping a guy in power who clearly has no regard for science when we're in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic and people are dying. Someone who clearly has no regard for racial inequality when Man. people are fucking dying on the streets protesting and are sending out troops to protect statues that uphold these symbols of white supremacy. 
instead of getting to the root of why people are protesting in the first place, right. which is police reform and being like, hey, if you kill a guy on a job, maybe you should like not have the job or at least go to jail. You <laughs> like, know what I mean? Basic <laughs> like, humanity one on one. Like it's very shit. simple. Yeah, it's like literally just, very simple. At, well, at the very fucking core of Trump, like no matter everyone, there's always going to be that one person like, well, actually, the economy's not that bad in the Trump. Like, feel how you feel. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with a guy who's just at his core not a decent human fucking being. Like I could like politics you, like, removed. Like po- like politics politics are scumbags in all of them. All of them are scumbags. A good amount of them are fucking scumbags. But this dude is such a just disgusting, just downtrodden, just everything he's a vile, about him. He's a vile human the being. The fact that he even has held the seat of presidency this long, as shitty of a person he is, has brought down the actual value of being president of the United States, where at one point, if you were the president, you were the leader of the free world. It's like when you were, rev- you, were, you were reveled as a person that, yo, they are the, the person of this country. They yes. represent the decency. People the, the will look at you. Dude. As you are untouchable. You are Superman. Yeah. We look at that White House as a fucking joke. It's a joke now. And, I never and it happened thought, in record time. It happened in <laughs> under fucking four years. Yeah. And I never thought I would look at the White House and be like, man, fuck that place. Yeah. I always, you know, when I would be in D.C. and walk past the White House or, you know, see it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's the White House. Now yeah. I look at it, I'm like, I suck my teeth at it. Yeah. And now sad. here we have, to circle back, Kanye thinking that this is funny games, bro. Like, niggas have died at that job. Niggas have got assassinated. Mm. Like, this is this is a different level. This I is why for... It's yeah, literally... Like, this it's is, not... We're not... Like, it's not play-play when you're saying, like, bro. yo, this election is literally life and death. Because people are currently dying. Over something that it was very preventable. Right. And it's not like we're just guessing. Like, we're looking at other countries getting back to normal, living their lives. New Zealand, no cases. South Korea, damn near no cases. N- and now China, they have, they have, they have, they have sporting around? events. Now yeah. they're, they're back to normal. But America, because of this land was built on privilege to begin with, mm-hmm. has still carried that fucking notion. I can do what I want. This is the land of the free. You can't silence me. This, that, and the third. Some things just don't need to be that difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And America makes things very fucking difficult. And we're witnessing this shit in the fucking flesh. In a, in a different world, I'd be like, you know what? This is fun. But we as a society, we're smart enough to know we probably shouldn't have Kanye fucking West running the world, right? Let's laugh at this and then move on to Listen, other things. we've already been but, in this past week. We're America's second to last oh yeah. worst country to raise a family oh yeah. in. And you know what the last country that's the worst to raise a family in is Mexico because of the <laughs> drug cartels and all the killings and murders that go yeah. on with tourists and people in their own state. So to be above Mexico and the cartel is really sad for Americans. Yeah, like, it's, low, it's, it's fucking sad. It makes me, it makes me like... Well, it's the land of the free, the American dream. Like, there's nothing dreamy about this country. Yes, granted, I can go down the street, wear what I want, do what I want, whatever the case is. That yeah. only goes so far. But you can change. That though. only goes like, so far. Like, you can far. change. Like, you can, there's always, there was always my train of thought where it's like, even before when Trump was started announcing he was running for president, 
I was like, there's not that many dumb motherfuckers in here to really vote for him. You'd be surprised, but my nigga. Yes, there is. And the same people that are saying, like, well, there's not that many dumb people to take Kanye West seriously to come in. You'd be yes, surprised. There you is. guys said the and same thing about Trump. Trump. How many exactly. And it's ugh. I, Anyway, to I don't want to talk about yeah. Him no anyway, more. you know, just to to this whole Kanye shit. I you know I hope he gets the help because I don't I I really don't know what the fuck is going on with this nigga right now. I have no. Or idea. we as a people, which is the harder thing to do, is give him no attention. Exactly. We can't help ourselves as Americans. We can't help ourselves as people who love car wrecks and celebrity culture and fashion and cool shit. It's a cornucopia of, of fucking shit that we just can't All right, so take what away I, from each other. So what I suggest... It's one thing to say, I hope he gets the help he deserves, yada, yada, yada. That would be the easy thing. The hard thing to do is to, for us to look at ourselves and like... Why is this motherfucker even have power to begin with? So what I, I so then I'll say this. So what I suggest that this be be the last time we ever talk about Kanye West on this platform. So what do we got, Jake? So yes, uh, this is this will be the last. This will be the last time we talk that me anything. and Kaz talk about anything Kanye West because obviously and, to and, this point we're giving him attention, a platform. He needs help, and that'll be my last word on it. Dave Chappelle go to Africa for like five yeah, that, years. Yeah, we, we gotta if we're gonna preach that we gotta we gotta act. Practice what we preach. Right. Right. What we got? Yeah, we gotta, so it stops here. I think that's about it. We got a couple sports topics we could touch if we, we want. We can blast through them real quick. All right, what we, we got, got, we got quick, quick hits, quick hits, quick hits. <laughs> we got the Jets trading Jamal Adams to the Seahawks <laughs> for two first round picks, a third round pick, and Bradley McDougal. Really like that trade for the Jets. Uh, <laughs> Jamal Adams was extremely disgruntled. He did not want to be a New York Jet. He was the best play. He is the best player on the team. Hoping he might be, the, you know, granted how Russell Wilson the year goes next year for Seattle. Mm. He might be the best player on Seattle as well. Jamal Adams is extremely talented. That being said, when you have talented players that don't want to be on your team anymore, you don't do what the Knicks did and give them away for fucking peanuts and, 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 and potato chips. You get first round picks. You get a player who can play right now. You get future picks. I think the Jets made off with a great haul. They made Jamal Adams happy. They brought him to a, a very successful franchise in Seattle. Good for him. I love watching. I love watching Kaz talk about the Knicks. It's just like, like, bro. It's the funny. Oh my god, Jazz. Yes, it's yes. the funniest I'm, thing. I'm, I'm, I'm a battered wife when it comes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the same way with the Giants, but for some reason, like you, it just comes flowing. But you had two parades. <laughs> You've gotten two parades. I'm not even a Giants fan like that, but I'm a root for New York sports, so I like. You know, I got like yo, a drive-by parade. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll celebrate yo, with the Yo, watching night. you, like, Della, oh like y'all niggas fucking go through that. Shout out to my nigga Della because I, I used to take good hire. They did make a good hire, though. Yes. Della is a fucking diehard Knicks fan. They did make a good hire, though. Yeah, they got hired Tom Thibodeau to be the new head coach. Yeah, I was so hopeful for these little things that you do. Like, it's my Knicks alone, man. Damn. Right. It was like they did do a good thing. I'm like, nigga, shut, shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tom Thibodeau is a very good coach. Listen, the Knicks, I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Go ahead, Kevin. The Knicks have a whole lot to prove mm-hmm. when it comes to what's going on with their franchise, but they have made some moves this offseason that aren't bad <laughs> as far as front office, getting basketball people in the building and not oh just God, people in agents. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, but no, but this is like this is what you do. Like you brought me here. Like this now we start doing this shit. I can't mention that that Tom Thibodeau is a very good head coach. No, we're not no. And we're, he's we're not saying that. You, you have he, every right. You know what it is? It's like you when know, a girlfriend or a, a dude comes to you and like tries to sell his girl, he knows it's ugly as hell. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, yo, I know the yo, Knicks suck, yo. Like what am I supposed to say? If that's not the best description. Bro, but I'm well, I'm well aware how terrible the Knicks are. I'm sorry, I'm well aware how awful they are. I'm sorry, it's not nothing new. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Bandwagon? You want me to go be a Laker fan? I be a LeBron fan? Like all I love, these I love, I love. fake NBA fans that be always out there? No, no, I love you. And okay. follow I love all right. goes, or be a Clippers fan all of a sudden? I like love, people grew up Clippers fans? I love I love your dedication. I love, I love your dedication and your loyalty is, is admirable. Loyalty should be rewarded. It that is, one listen. Knicks championship that will come in my lifetime will be worth 10 championships to people because I'm loyal. I can say that anytime something, no matter what it could be, any little minuscule thing that happens in it, you are like selling it like it's fucking hotcakes, like it's Twinkies, fresh out of the market. Listen, root for your team. Root for your team. We know. Okay, the Knicks are horrible. Stay loyal. Stay loyal. All right. What you you got, got, Jake? Bull, bull. Bull Bull. Bull Bull beat Bull 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 and had two, two second really good game last night. Was that the tall Manute Bull's son? Oh, the tall one? Oh, seven foot two. Then he blocked JJ Reddick's shot or something? Like JJ Reddick's shot, blocked a lot of shots. You got a handle too. Dude got a handle. Dude, dude is like a creative player. Seven foot three, shoots from deep, blocks shots, gets a rebound, dumps on people. Mm-hmm. Like, second I'm a fan and the Nuggets are a dangerous team. Like, they could. It would be the most 2020 thing if the Denver Nuggets <laughs> win the NBA title. Like Nicole, Nicole Jokic, bad boy. If I Jamal see, Murray, if I see the fucking Nuggets anywhere close to a fucking championship, listen, so I'm not watching. It's not anymore. outside the realm of possibility. True. If Bull Bull is continuing to do like ain't no. But this is why I said this is the easiest road to the fucking championship. It is. That is exactly why I said. So please take this serious. Stay out the fucking strip club and get a fucking championship ring. Bol Bol is like, it's not a fluke neither, man. I've seen Bol Bol since high school. Yeah. I see him in Oregon cooking and then he got hurt. You know what I mean? His uh, name is Bol Bol. Bol Bol. B-O-L-B-O-L. Like, Bol Bol. Don't hate. I'm, Don't hate. It's funny. NBA royalty, man. Manu Bol son. Okay, this is why I shouldn't be Legend. Legend. Okay, anyway, this is your friend. not mad at it, man. Bol like, Bol. I, I like I like Bol Bol. I, I don't well, know how he... I don't know why he fell to the 44th pick. I'm giving the young man shouts. What is he, 19, 20 years old? He's a, he's a baby. You know what I mean? Out here dogging. So, you know, 
We'll see. We'll see how the Nuggets look, but he's looked he's looked the part so far. What else we got? Uh, that's it for today, boys. You got right. anything to plug? Uh, man, I don't think we got much to plug this week. Shout out to Truly, like we do every single week for shout, uh, for holding the podcast down. And uh, shout out to uh, Tish. Shout out to Tish, our guest, man. She was great. Tish, was Make here. sure you follow her on Instagram. That's Tish Allen. That's T I S H A L Y N N on IG. I already followed you, Tish. There you go. Go ahead. Wait, do we have a camera on Jazz? Yeah, we there was. Yeah. Oh, we can hear you, Jazz. You got the mic too close to Oh, niggas gonna hate. <laughs> niggas, gonna, niggas gonna love this shit. This I Anyway, we're gonna have lots more guests coming through. Yeah. Say less podcast. Shout out to my guy Vic, Lions Den, Cliff Side. How am I? How am I doing so far? Low. I think you're doing great. I'm good. I think you're doing good. I think this is. I think you're Thank a you. you're a natural. Bro. Okay. All right. You're a natural. All right. I, I love. Sometimes it. I need a pat on the back. Shout out my guy Matt. Shout out Jake <laughs> behind the boards. Jazz, we're wrapping up. We're <laughs> <laughs> about to go on your man tirade. God damn it. Yeah, I want, I want hooker when I get home. I want hooker when we get home. Woman! Anyway, shout out to our guest, Tish. We'll be back later this week for another episode of Say Less. Shout out to Whistle Sports, yeah. Brother HQ, always holding it down. Make sure you check out the best of Say Less with Kaz on Whistle Sports and Brother each and every Friday on yeah. the YouTube page. It's been popping. If you like the interviews, go back and check out past interviews with Booker T, yeah. uh, uh, Andrew Hawkins, Shanae Gumake, Baron Davis. Uh, we got uh, Jock Slade this week. Um, lots of Paul Wall. Uh, shout out Paul Wall. He's trending this week. So go check out that interview as well because he had the best verse on Still Tipping. We talked about that as well. But like we always do with this time, man, thank you for tuning in. Like we always say, stay free, stay safe, as always. Say less. My name is Kaz. That's Lo. That's Jazz. That's Jeff. That's Matt. Peace.